celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls at 1-866-405-8405. Slower? Okay. Yes. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free. To animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and veterinarian Dr. Debbie all here. Stacy working hard in the new, much harder than I'm working. Well, have you ever wondered how smart your dog is, like compared to other dogs? I, I know. mean, you know, you love your dog and you always think they're the best of any other dog out there. I know I do. I, I know I I have the best dogs sure. anywhere. But um, there's a test that you can now take. It's sixty bucks. It's an in-home test, and I'll tell you about it. If you're interested to see how smart or how dumb your dog is, I'll give you all the information coming up on Animal Radio News. See, someone has a brand new career figuring out how smart dogs are and putting together a kit. <laughs> People are taking advantage I mean, of this animal industry. Yes. I'm going to tell you, if they're making money off of that, yes. I'm going to go and just punch myself in the face, okay? <laughs> because I can't, I mean, that's one of those things, I mean, I mean, you could tell how smart or, or dumb your dog is, I guess, by just paying attention to them. But um, if um, yes. you need a kit to tell you and, and they're making money off it, well, God bless. Yeah. I was going to say, Joe, you can't afford to punch yourself in the face again. No, that <laughs> we're going to talk to a lady today who's uh, found a second career as a. Well, she puts together these little goodie packages for dogs, and sort of like uh, goodies of the month, like you can have them sent to your dog every month, or uh-huh. a couple of times a year, or even for birthday parties. That's uh, she, fun. She's uh, found a career now. You pets it. There's a lot of amazing careers out there in the animal industry, and we'll talk a little bit about that coming up right here on Animal Radio. You know what might be a good idea? A treat of the month club. A treat of the month. That's not bad. Yeah. There probably already but is different. one. Yeah, think so? Probably, probably you're right, because everything I think up, somebody else already thought up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the last thing that you thought up that yeah. you thought was you original? Every time I think some, Well, I, I still think that there's a, a tremendous market for a dog paw cleaning machine at your front door or at your garage door so that, you know, when you when your dog comes in, he's all muddy and stuff. We, this thing is like a car wash. It just cleans them and dries them in 60 seconds, and boom, you bring them in the house. Yeah, already yeah. been thought of. They we have got, got a couple of they those already. Yeah. They have. Done. I've seen yeah. it. I've seen it at Super Zoo. I swear they have it. It's paw plunger. It. The paw yes, plunger. exactly. Yes. And it actually works. We dang actually it. interviewed the gal who invented one of these a couple of years back. She was a mm-hmm. college, college student. Girl. Gave yeah. up that whole thing to put. The, and I believe she actually sold it. And it's she did sell it to deal. a bigger company. Yes, they. Do you, do you guys remember? You guys remember that woman who came up with that ingenious indoor pet uh, indoor go to the bathroom thingy she had, where it looked like grass and all the the bad stuff went through it and then you emptied it out and you could wash it and remember that lady that was ingenious yeah yeah i have one (laughs) (laughs) we're we're just a day late and a dollar short so i want to i got a question for you so what's i mean what can i do with my my dog as far as you know except just you know take off for a walk and 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 run is there anything that you know fun to do with your dog that's very exercising well yeah i mean what does your dog like to do does your dog like to fetch balls does your dog like to fetch frisbees 
Does your dog like to? If your dog likes to well, walk, I just got, walk. I got small small dogs, so the frisbee is a little a little bit hard. I mean, they definitely love to walk, but you know what? That gets boring after a while. I mean, I don't mind throwing the ball and um, you know, and and running. But they you know what? Like they get a lot more exercise than I do. If you get bored walking, you just need to change up where you walk. You need to find really nice places to walk that you like. Like if there's a regional park where you live, you know, you drive the car out that way like once a week. You walk there. You know, you just keep changing it up so that you don't get bored. How about here, out here where the studio is? I mean, is there any great parks? We got the beach. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, little dogs like sometimes it's a little bit difficult on the beach. Oh, man. You, you know, you you got a lot of excuses. That's what I hear. Yep. We got, we got a lot of houses yeah. with hills. You walk up and down the hills on the streets and get a lot of exercise that yeah, way. Yeah, trespass. You guys, trespass are, you guys are no help. Just forget it. We're no help. And if you're interested in us not helping you, one 405 that's a that's a great what do you call it slogan? Animal radio. We don't help. We're no help. <laughs> Want help? Go elsewhere. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pits. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, a whole different animal. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. We're all here, toll free, at one 866 405 405 on the big show today we're going to be talking to marty becker's kid i was unaware he procreated yes he's got a daughter oh this is cool. and she's is- kind of following in his footsteps she's not a veterinarian but she does work with dogs oh what's on her mind today well actually she works with cats too she has both she's you know grew up with dr becker so she knows all about animals but she's going to help us with that cat that wakes you up in the middle of the night that oh. wants to play or eat or just disturbs your sleep. Oh, that's that that'll help me a lot. I know. I got her on before, for right? you. Has she been on before with, with with Dr. Becker? You know, I don't think so. Is this her No, I don't think this so. This is her virgin appearance. Yes, I believe her so. premiere appearance. Yes. I better not say virgin wow. appearance. I don't, <laughs> don't think you'd like that. <laughs> that's his daughter you're talking about over there, Hal. Huh? Hey Stace. I had no idea that hedgehogs were really pets. I mean, I knew hedgehogs were real. But I didn't know people had them in their home as pets. I thought they were just chia pets. Sure. But, um, you know, those little chia pets, they look like hedgehogs. Anyway, um, there's a bad strain of salmonella coming from them. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. I'll forget that as a present. They're cool looking, though. I believe we have Deborah on the phones. Hi, Deborah. Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. What's going on? How can we help you? Okay, I have a question for Dr. Debbie. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm right here. I have a, a two year old Cocker Spaniel, and she is about the most athletic uh, Cocker Spaniel I've ever known. And what she loves, as soon as I get home every day, we go to the backyard and I throw the ball. She runs like a Jack Russell Terrier and jumps two to three feet off the ground and catches the ball. Oh, boy. (laughs) We all love it. She loves it, and I love it, too. But I I have had uh, Cocker Spaniels in the past, and I'm aware of hip and back leg problems, and I'm concerned, is this good for her legs or bad for her legs, the jumping and landing on the ground? 
It's a great question, Deborah, and I, I love that that you have an athletic dog because for um, cocker spaniels, they are the smallest of the sporting breeds. So this is totally typical for these guys. And too many cocker spaniels are couch potatoes. So I love that you're getting your baby out there. Um, but yes, they are definitely prone to some hind limb problems, and in the knee area, we are very aware of medial patellar luxation, so where the kneecap pops in and out of place. And in about one quarter of cocker spaniels actually have this condition. So it is something that if you um, haven't had it diagnosed, a, a good physical, your vet can pick this up on a physical exam. If we do have something like that or hip dysplasia, we may want to temper our activity because studies do show that dogs that engage in very vigorous jumping um, performance type activities, that it can hasten the development of osteoarthritis in dogs that have these kind of problems. Um, But if she's not been diagnosed with that, I don't see a reason not to let her enjoy that with a couple premises. Um, As far as the first thing that I would always, always ask is that we make sure we keep your baby in good lean weight. Um, because a pet that's carrying extra weight, that's extra forces that are on the joints um, when she is jumping and when she's playing. Um, and, and that can definitely increase her rate that she could injure her um, hind limbs in not just those problems, but the other more common problems um, that we do see with um, athletic dogs and injuring themselves. Um, the other thing is that I would make sure also is that we um, condition her to that activity. So it sounds like she's doing this regularly and she's pretty active, but we don't want to just kind of do the weekend warrior type thing where one day she gets to jump and leap and do all this. So we build up to that. So that may be um, leash walking. Um, we may take her out for other more sustained activity. And then just making sure that, you know, that she's got good structure when she's jumping, uh, when she's doing her activity. So the, the ground... Uh, does matter to where she's playing as well. Well, she's pretty impressive when you see her, and it is a daily activity, so I do appreciate your uh, opinion there. Excellent. Well, give that baby a pat on the head, and I love the activity. Mr. Boss is going to get out there and join her, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for your call, Deborah. We appreciate it. one 405 News just around the corner. Well, China's in the newscast today. A couple different stories regarding China. One, where somebody's got a pet python that they're using as a babysitter for their kid, (laughs) and they say that it doesn't squeeze it very hard. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, And that's, you know, they feel comfortable leaving leaving the child with this python. Um, I'm sure it's trained to call 911 if there's a problem. Uh, The other story is China's got pet restrooms now. Yeah, where your pet has to go to the bathroom in China. If not, you get fined 80 bucks. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Wow, that shut everybody up there. Yeah, public restrooms for pets, huh? I'm so angry about the python with the children. What are these people thinking? (laughs) Wait, you don't know the whole story yet, Dr. Debbie. You'll just have to wait. Hey, she said it doesn't squeeze too hard. I'm wondering if I might ask Joey a question about trimming out the ear hairs in dogs. What do you think this is? You think you could just ask questions willy-nilly here without calling the one eight six six number? Joey, I have a question about dogs' ear hairs. You know, those little hairs when you pick up the ears, they kind of surround and go sometimes down into the little canal of the ear. Okay. I'm wondering, is it ever appropriate to actually shorten those or cut those out or anything like that? Are you talking about the hair that's growing out of the canal or around the canal or both? Both. Okay. The hair that's coming, if there's excessive hair growing out of the ear canal, um, 
instead of going in there with anything, because I've tried, you know what, I mean, dogs don't like you messing around in their ears, and I've tried every little thing possible to make it a, you know, more pleasant experience than pulling the hair out, and nothing, they, that, nothing seems to work except actually going in there um, with your fingers, and, um, any any type of like um, powder they make they make ear powder which is sp- specifically made to go in a pet's ear and you sprinkle a little of that in what that'll do is give a little bit of a grip and you go out in there and real slowly pull it out the hair around the ear canal if you pull that it's going to hurt okay because it's a longer root base so that you can get you know you can get a little a little um oh it's it's easier to explain Explain if you're a guy because um, guys' razors, um, most of them have an attachment where they can trim their beard um, or sideburns. And if you if you can use something like that to actually go around the ear canal and actually trim that off, but it's actually really healthy to do that. So this is a great question because. What it does is it actually brings air into the ear canal, and especially if you have a dog that is prone for ear infections, it's going to suck air into the ear canal, and it's going to help dry it out. So dogs aren't going to get those, you know, real stinky yeast infections because you're you're able to actually get air in there. So it's actually something that's healthy to do. But if your dog doesn't have any problems with their ears, and it's it's you know it's not an overabundance of hair, then leave it alone. You know what? Don't don't um don't mess with something if it's already working. Um because sometimes you can irritate. So if you don't have to, don't touch it. But if you're having a problem, get it out of there. Okay. That makes sense. Is that a problem with you, Hal? What was that? I said I'm looking at your ears right now. Yeah, I have a little hair. Yeah, is that a problem for you? Your hair. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can hear too well. I thought those were your headphones. Wow. (laughs) That is your hair, huh? (laughs) Yeah, he's got furry headphones. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella Chewy's Natural Goodness for Dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally with no added hormones or antibiotics. The official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Learn more at Stella and Chewy's Com. I just want to say they have the new venison. She loves it. Well, that's cool. Would you braid my ear hair for me? Yes, Gross. I will. Come over here. Hold on. I'll pull it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there's hell. There's hell and Ripley's Believe It or Not. There's the picture. <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? It's his birthday tomorrow, so we got to get... No, I'm going to say it. Happy wow. How, how old is young Hal? 48? I'm going to guess uh, 62. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'm only 61. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet special retailers. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? 
Canine Caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. So you want to stop smoking. Well, here's what I want you to do. Go to a drugstore and take a stop smoking product off the shelf. Go to the cashier and tell them you don't want to pay for the product. You just want to try it first. And if and only if it works, will you then come back and pay for it? Well, if you did this, you probably would be arrested. But as silly as this sounds, this is exactly what the smoke-free try it before you buy it free offer is. Take down this phone number or store it in your cell phone button call 1-800-426-6175 that's 1-800-426-6175 when you call you will get the smoke-free complete all-natural stop smoking program this program includes a 28-day supply of the smoke-free capsules a stop smoking manual a dvd and cd support program and a bottle of weight loss capsules just in case you are worried about gaining weight while you are trying to quit again you will get to try all this free a 130 dollars value by simply paying a small shipping and handling fee call smoke free at 1-800-426-6175 That's 1-800-426-6175. This is a limited time offer, so call 1-800-426-6175 today. This is Animal Radio. (laughs) Animal Radio. I believe that cough was uh, Alan Cable, our dog trainer here. He has a a six-pack-a-day smoking habit. Trying to, <laughs> trying to get him to quit that. Here also is Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Villani with your grooming tips. I mean, if you want to make your dog or cat or ferret look awesome, Joey Villani can help you do that. Animal communicator Joey Turner bridging that gap. And, of course, Stacey Cohen in the newsroom right now. Well, she's supposed to be in the newsroom. I guess she's taking a break. Hmm, okay. I guess you can do that. Let's, uh, let's go to the phones. Hey, Alex. Hey. How you doing today? Good. How are you? doing fine where are you calling from i'm calling from la puente california the la area yeah what can we do for you i got alan to my right i got dr debbie to my left groomer joey Volani, animal communicator joey turner how can we help you today we're well, givers i've got a uh, three-year-old soon to be three-year-old Pitbull, who just chews through everything <laughs> that's you alan uh, hey does your I mean, do you give your pit bull exercise you get exercise with the with the dog you take him oh out my play with him. He, we have five mini pins so he thinks he's a mini pin so he runs around with them everywhere we have a big backyard and he just runs everywhere well and you know it's funny you, you say that about the toy because i saw at super zoo i saw something called jolly balls and i saw another thing called go nuts <laughs> And, uh, Both of those are actually when <laughs> never mind. Yeah, they're they're actually uh, things that Hal keeps his trophies in his room. But they're also dog toys that uh, excuse me have a guarantee that if your dog chews through it, they'll replace it. So yeah. I would that, that's we've what I would suggest. Kong, we've tried Kong, we've tried Orca, we've tried everything. I mean, the Kong has an extreme Kong, and that was gone within a matter of days. That wow. is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Well, I try mean, the jolly balls through and... trees, like like a big three inch tree. He's chewed through a four by four. I mean, just whatever he could get a hold of. This is the dog I'd want to be stuck in jail with. Yeah, I mean, chew his way out. He could probably open coconuts. Wow, you know, you yeah. should get one. Just he might have. You just might have named the perfect chew toy. <laughs> yeah. Coconut. Yeah, there you go. Coconut. I mean, rubber tires, everything. Wow. Yeah, tractor wow. tires, whatever you get hold of. Now, now, Alan, don't you think that's kind of like a chewing problem? 
No, because I think he's no. a little, you know. No, because he's just chewing the stuff you give him to chew, right? His toys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he doesn't have a problem. He's just got a, you know, he likes to chew, and that's natural. But, you know, if you took him for a big, long walk or you played with him for a half-hour day, strenuous exercise, he'd probably chew less because he's got a lot of energy you got to get out. So he would wow. chew less. But the Jolly Balls and the Go Nuts, that is uh, at the Super Zoo. It says, you know, hey, if your dog chews through this, uh, there's a guarantee. So they'll replace it. So, you know, you got toys for life there, even if your dog chews through those. Yeah. Every, I mean, Ivan, he loves to play with Frisbee. So I'll throw the Frisbee, and he'll jump up and grab it, and he'll just rip it to shreds. Oh, see, now you've got to teach him not to rip the Frisbee to shreds. Do you know how to do that? No. All right, well, basically, it's going to take some time. You're going to run through some Frisbees. But what you're going to do is you're going to teach him that's the one thing that he can't chew, and you're going to teach him the command no bite. And the way you practice is you basically you got to tire him out first, and then you're going to hold the Frisbee out, and you're going to give it to him, and you're going to let him have it, and then you're going to say no bite, okay? And the object is, is to make him understand that he has to let go and give it back to you. And you can start with his food by controlling his food and making him wait for his food. You've got to teach him the sit command, the stay command first, and then oh. you'll teach him the no bite command. Okay, because right now he weighs about maybe 65 to 70 pounds right now. You can teach him. It'll take about a month to teach him not to chew up his Frisbee. That's the one thing. And so if you if you teach him that, if you teach him not to chew his Frisbee and you have a strenuous catch with him for like 30 minutes every day, he'll probably wind up chewing a lot less. He'll lay around a lot more and just sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he, got... he even chases birds all over. And he'll yeah, jump he's... in the air to try to grab them. He's got energy. You know, he's got the prey instinct and he's got the energy, and you need to get that out once a day. And he'll be a lot less apt to chew things up. But uh, that sounds like a fun dog you got there, though. Oh, yeah, he is. He, yeah, I mean, so he's just very lovable. And just My wife pampers him so much. The one thing that, that gets me about him is we have a little cat, and he's, he's never afraid of anything else except for that cat. And that That's cat has because... never touched him, never scratched him, anything. Well, dogs respect speed. And when they see it, when they see a cat move their claws really fast, it freaks them out because they can't see, you know, very well. So they're like, "Oh man, you know, this dude's this dude's heavy duty right here. I'm a, I'm gonna give him some room, give him some respect." Ninja oh, yeah, cat. Uh, but uh, Brutus is his name. He he'll be laying down, and the cat will just walk up really slow and rub up against him, and he'll get up and take off running. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and and Kitty knows that too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he he doesn't know that he could just snap that cat in half if he wanted to, but oh, he'll just forget I don't even want to be in the same room with that cat. Well, you're a good dog owner. you got a good dog. I always love to talk to folks that have pit bulls that are happy and well socialized. And, and the more people see that, the better, because people just have a terrible perception of those dogs, and it's sad. Oh, I know. Um, my brother-in-law, though, there was a puppy. of His dog had like a, a litter of puppies. And Brutus was like, you know, medium sized, but he was like the cutest one. But the mom, how big is Betty? She's her name is Betty, and she's huge. I mean, and she she probably weighs maybe about a hundred pounds. I don't know. But you lay down, and she'll lay down on top of you. And all those yeah, dogs, they're... all his dogs are just so lovable. They just wouldn't harm anything. Yeah, I love dogs, my friend. All right, you well, know what's funny you about this whole conversation? What? 
was what, Joseph. They um, we're talking about how the the cat chases the dog. Now, if you think about when you were growing up, and especially when, when you know, I'm, I'm 47, so you go back and you look at the cartoons when you grew up with Bugs Bunny and Tom and Jerry, and it was always the dog chased the cat. The cat chased the bird. Now, in my household, it's completely different. Really? Okay. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's um the dog is it's the lowest in the pecking order. The bird chases the cat. The cat chases the dog, and 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 in that order. And the only thing that they're afraid of is my garage door because I'm a groomer, and that's where the tub is. And in my household, they all get washed. When I go for the garage door, they all run. Even the bird, even the bird knows. Up, oh, it's it's bath time. And boom, well, the Joey Bolani patented teaching and training technique is to carry a door with you wherever you go. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, garage door, it has to be, yes. Not easy, but effective. Exactly. There you go. Hey, Alex, good luck on that. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Have a great day there. Jolly balls and go-nuts, really? Well, that's what I saw at the Super Zoo, and I was impressed because it said, uh, if your dog chews, chews through it, we'll replace it. I'm surprised you didn't try it. Well, I was trying, you know, I did. I was feeling my way around Super Zoo. You know, I didn't, I didn't quite know, you know, what I was supposed to do. I mean, they had our armed guards at some areas, you know, the, the experimental dog stuff. They had the armed guards there, so I'm like, am I allowed in? here so then i walked through and if the, nobody was looking i'd pick stuff up and analyze it but then people would come over and talk to me and i was freaked out because they wanted to know where i was from and i you know i don't like to give up information you know they were probably asking why you were chewing the toys yeah yeah <laughs> Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your party animal on Animal Radio. Just want to read a little something off to you that I got. I took my daughter to an outdoor festival this weekend, and they had all sorts of different events. Uh, I stopped by one booth, and they had this great brochure, Greyhounds as Pets, a great pet for all, with, of course, great being spelled G-R-E-Y-T. And this is from Pups Without Partners, which is a greyhound adoption program. I thought it was very cool because they're really bullet-pointed why greyhounds are the, a, a great dog to get. They're the only dog mentioned in the Bible. That's the first thing they lead off with. It's biblical. There are biblical implications. If Jesus does return and you have a greyhound, you're saved. I like that they started with that. Good with well-behaved children is the second one. What if your son is like my son, Luke? Uh, should I not get a greyhound? Good with well-behaved children? Luke is not well-behaved. Chances are he's going to want to ride the greyhound. He will want to box with him. Uh, so, I, you know, well-behaved children. Maybe I should talk to them about rewriting this uh, brochure. But no, actually, a lot of the other points were great. They're good with other pets, very intelligent, clean, low maintenance. I know a lot the shedding issue is big for a lot of people. Very used to human contact. And they can never wear flea collars or run loose, which I thought was, was interesting. It says, greyhounds have been raised with their litter mates and crave attention and affection. By nature, they are calm, laid back, and there were a few there, and it is true. A beautiful, beautiful dog. I don't think I've ever seen a greyhound outside of the bus up close and, and personal before. It is a beautiful dog. It says they can live to be between 12 and 15 years old. And uh, the Adopt-A-Greyhound, this, this program here says we've been very successful and have a 100% adoption rate since we began in 1995. That's over 10 years of getting these uh, pups without partners partnered up i'm from connecticut but if you do want to check it out it's a www.pupswithoutpartners.org i'm just really stuck on the good with well-behaved children yeah. 
I couldn't get Luke. My son Luke really just ruined greyhounds for our house. <laughs> Vidi Pet. Party Animal on Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. I hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl party. What a game, huh? Went over to someone's house. They had two Cocker Spaniels that they had locked up. Adult dogs, not puppies. We'd been over there before and they'd had the dogs locked up, so I waited to see who was going to come to the Super Bowl party. I already knew that one of the dogs had a problem being around people while the other one remained calm and was very, very happy and content. So I was waiting to see if the folks that came over were dog people, calm, or maybe people who just didn't like dogs. Before I talked to the owners about letting the dog out, I wanted to make sure that everybody had their head in the game so that the dog wouldn't become even more afraid of people. Get the behavior reinforced that people were scary. I also wanted to make sure the owners weren't nervous about letting the dogs free because dogs sense nervousness. They feel it. And when you're nervous and your dog's nervous, that's when you make mistakes. So after talking to everybody and telling them to just ignore the dogs, we opened the closet door where they were but left them in their crate so they could get used to the sights and sounds and smells. Well, the one's just wagging his tail, wants to meet everybody. The other one's a nervous wreck. Just shaking, barking at people too. But everybody just went about their business eating and talking and pretending the dog wasn't there. I'd given treats beforehand to about five of the people at the party and told them that when they sat down to not look at the dog and just take a treat out and hold it in their hand. You know, one at a time, not all at once. And I told them when the dog came to get the treat to gently and slowly pat him on the side of the body. Just a nice stroke. Well, it turned into a wonderful night for the owners and the dog. Within just a few hours, you could see the change in the dog's behavior. This dog was relaxed and calm and walking up to people to be pet. You could see the nervousness just drain right out. The owners were amazed. They had their doubts, but I assured them with a little bit of time and patience, this dog could be great around people. And it happened much faster than I thought it would. The reason was we had a rare combination of people at this party. They couldn't have been any more perfect. Remember, if you have a dog that's afraid of people, you can change that slowly over time. Be calm and bring them around other calm people who love dogs. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, you know what? I always thought that hedgehogs were just chia pets. I didn't think that people really had hedgehogs as pets, but they do, and they're very dangerous in terms of salmonella. Pet hedgehogs can carry this deadly strain of salmonella. They're cute, but they're among the pets that can transmit a rare but dangerous form of salmonella, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. If you've got a hedgie at home, they say washing your hands thoroughly after you handle it is advised. In the last year, 20 people were infected by this rare but dangerous form of salmonella bacteria. One person actually died. Investigators say the illnesses were linked to contact with hedgehogs that were kept as pets. And it seems to be increasing. So just wash your hands if you've got a hedgie. There's a new online test that will use the latest scientific research to tell you exactly how smart or dumb your dog is. It costs 60 bucks. <laughs> If you do it, you're probably dumb yourself. No, no, no. I mean, because, you look, you love your dog, whether it's smart or not, right? I mean, what if it's a genius, you're going to be happy. If it's dumb, what are you going to do? Take it back? No, you keep it. This test uses games to test your dog. It'll give you a full breakdown on their intelligence and personality. And if you're interested, you can get it at dognition.com. But again, it's 60 bucks could be a test to see how smart you are. A Republican state legislator in Mississippi has proposed a ban on human-animal hybrids. That's right. That's where they take an animal and a human and put them together and see what they get. Good luck with that. 
State Rep. William Tracy Arnold proposed this ban on using human embryos in any hybrid project. The measure is part of a bill that would restrict abortion, human cloning, and assisted suicide. He told WAP.com that he included the ban as a way to restrict embryo research. Arnold told WAP.com that he was concerned about scientific research. He said some countries are already doing some experimentation with embryos. The truth of the matter is they're experimenting with some animal genes and infusion in some other countries. And we just want to protect those embryos from that type of infusion. And after all, they're living beings, said Arnold. Hmm, mixing people with animals. I don't know. Might be kind of cute to have like lasso-opso bangs and a really nice tight butt like a monkey. <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. I don't, I don't think that's really what, uh, what we want to see in our future. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is Animal Radio, baby. Hey, Joey, how's the new line of odor? Remover, spot note remover. The new line of spot, it's great. It's actually two separate products. Um, Is it? And um, yeah, the um, odor remover um, you can actually use right on your pet. So if you get sprayed by a skunk or they just stink, you can um, spray it on them. It's non-toxic. And the stain remover um, is basically the same thing, just a little bit stronger. So you can use it, um, you know, on any pet stain, rugs, carpets. But it's um, it's great. It's got some good stuff. I got to get some in here because um, you know what? I mean, I'm still waiting for them to send me my my fix worth, which I'm 
very angry I haven't gotten it yet. Now, where, where, where can we go to get it? Right now, online, um, but we are working with um, Joey Villani Pet Products. We are working with a few um, big um, retail chains, which I really don't want to say yet because I don't know if it's going to go through. So hopefully you'll be able to see my ugly mug walking into one of your um, big department stores, which I think we're going to get. Cool. Yeah. So it's just the Joey Villani name. It doesn't have anything like uh, Jolly Balls or Go Nuts as a name. You should, it should. It should um, yes, it's it's it's. You know, we tried to we tried to incorporate um, nuts and balls in it, but um, we, you know, we just couldn't get the the, the good picture to go with it. So it, you know, you need like a, label, a dog so. toy called Joey Balls, and it's got your picture on each one. Okay, guys, <laughs> this is cool. Jo- uh, Judy just handed me a story about the Cincinnati Children's Hospital going to be the first hospital in the nation to unite critically ill children and their pets under one roof. Apparently. These sick kids who spend an average of at least 22 days in the hospital uh-huh. can bring their dogs and cats in now. That's it's so about time. awesome. Yeah. So would they stay? Would the, would the pets stay with them or would they come and then the people take them home? Uh, it's, I guess it's just going to be it's a pet visiting facility. So I suspect it's they just come in the day. and just visit for the yeah, day. Yeah, but that's a start. That's awesome. Yeah. That, I that, is, yeah, that is therapy. It really is, um, I'm, I'm sure. You know what's funny? Speaking of that, I know a gentleman who just got a pit bull from the shelter, and he has, um, he's diabetic and um, really bad, and the dog automatically, with no training, picks up when he needs um, his insulin, picks it right up, scratches at his, scratches at his feet and wow. everything. So. Wow. That's so yeah. amazing when they pick that up on their own without training. Yes, they do is. that for epilepsy and different things. These dogs are amazing. There are special dogs amongst us. There really are. They're probably listening to this show now they're scratching their head they're what are they talking about they're all special we want to welcome watx nashville to the animal radio affiliates as well as uh, i think we welcomed kfkb last week from seattle the animal radio network continues to grow now 105 stations strong if this is your first time listening give us a call 1-866-405-8405 of course the animal industry is huge Gigantic. It's $54 billion now. And, uh, you know, it used to be just Petco and PetSmart. But a lot of people are getting into the business. And, in fact, we've seen over the last decade a lot of people who have lost their jobs due to the recession. And now they're picking up new jobs could be pet sitting, uh, could be, there's a lot of pet foods out there now, people making their own pet foods. Uh, this young lady that we're going to talk to next, Mary Collister, she decided, I believe with her daughter, to make goodie packs for dogs. You know how there's fruit of the month or wine of the month? Yeah. She's put together goodies for the dog that can be sent to you every month, every quarter, a couple times a year, and uh, we welcome her to the show. Mary, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much. Was this, uh, was this one of those things where you lost your job or a career change and you just decided that you wanted to get into the pet industry. Tell us how this birthed. No, actually, my real job, I'm a certified arborist, so I hug trees all day and come home and hug my dogs at night. But I've always had a passion for dog rescue, and like most people, we have limited funds. And my daughter and I were thinking, how can we help the rescues out more? And this actually was born from that because 10% of our proceeds do go to dog rescues. Okay, so tell us what you do. You you put together these packages, these goodie packages, obviously for dogs. What are in the packages? Well, you might get in any particular package. There would be toys, of course, for your dogs. There would be treats, and we are trying to keep those treats made in the USA. Uh, There might be a frame specifically for your dog photo. There might be a book about dogs. There might... 
any type of para- paraphernalia that would have to do with you and your dog. Mm, so it's stuff for the humans and animals. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Okay, so if I wanted to get uh, one every month, like the fruit of the month, uh, which I get here, how much does something like this cost, and could I get this as a gift for somebody, too? Yes, you can get it as a gift. You can have it come to your house monthly, every three months, every six months, whatever works for you and your budget. You do have a choice of the size of the pack depending on the size of your dog. So if you had a small dog, which would be about up to 30 pounds, it's twenty one ninety five, and that includes your postage. Every month, right? If you want it every month, certainly. Uh-huh. Where do you get these items? Okay. I search all over, um, and I try to find, we try to find unusual products that perhaps you wouldn't find just walking into your big pet center. Um, so it is, that's, that's probably the biggest problem that we have, or the biggest challenge. It's not really a problem, because we want to include something that's different that you wouldn't be able to necessarily pull off the shelf. Oh, I just love it. Is there a website where we can learn more? There is. It's www.wolfpackgoodies.com, and that's W-O-O-F. And we'll put links, of course, over at the uh, Animal Radio website. Judy says we have giveaways. What do we have? Yes, we do. We have three. We have a small, a medium, and a large. So these are the average packs that uh, that you would find uh, if someone ordered. Is that correct? Correct. And I do like to tell people that um, it's a surprise every time you get it because if we're searching for new products, we're putting new products in it. So obviously each month when you got one, it would be something different. You're not going to get the same thing every time. Mm. You know, it's good for our dogs, too, because, you know, you need to rotate those toys. They like to have new toys all the time, too. It's like Christmas every month. It's 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 a great idea. You know what? It's it's easy. I mean, you know, they do all the legwork basically for you. So it's, um yeah, no, for some of you, some of your real good clients, I mean, they would love it. It's free shipping, I see, on this. So the item's wow. most definitely worth what uh, what the cost is. You say $21 for the small, is that correct? Correct. And what is the medium? Excuse me, twenty six ninety five, and the large is thirty six ninety five. Okay, I think Judy has looked up all the items in them <laughs> and has verified that there's, there's yeah, more. Yeah, I, 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 it's far surpassed the twenty six dollar value Very for the cool. medium one. Definitely, you should, you should think about going on that Shark Attack show. Yeah, Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark, shark Tank. tank. Yes. Yeah, Shark Tank. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they get pretty brutal on there sometimes. Just the PR from being on that show will set your business afloat like that nobody's true. business. Yeah. Wolfpackgoodies.com is the website. We'll put links over at animalradio.com. Let's go ahead and give a small, medium, and large away right now at one 405 First to get through picks up on this. Some cool toys in it, which includes the uh, it's a, a big squeaky... <laughs> big squeaky toy. Oh, that toy. got Ladybug's attention. Yeah, she's all over that. No, this is a medium pack, yeah, Ladybug. Yeah, she's got to have a small. It has all kinds of goodies in it. one 405 right now. Mary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Good luck on your career there. Thanks very much. That's always exciting to see new stuff like that happening. I know. You know it's you a say, great idea. You say a lot yeah, of people yeah. get into it when they lose their job. Heck, I know people that are leaving their high-paying jobs just from all the stress and getting into the animal the industry. The animal industry. Yeah. We had Nash Academy, when I when I owned Nash Academy the last few years, and that's when the recession really started to kick in, we had probably 80% of our students were career changes, people who have lost their jobs or were looking for something else that got into the industry. 
And you know what? Most of them are doing extremely well. I mean, it's been almost a recession-proof industry. I know. It is almost recession-proof. In fact, it is the second fastest growing sector. What's the first? I think technology is the first growing sector. But uh, it's at $54 billion a year. You uh, pet sit, Judy. You can't make money from animal radio. That's for your health. I I actually dog walk and pet sit. And I can make some pretty good money. Plus, I get exercise. People pay me to go out walking their dogs. I mean, come on. That's just crazy, man. I know. Crazy. You know what works that's really cool? A great invention that I wish I had thought of was the scoop-free automatic kitty litter. And it'd be yeah, basically, it's been thought of, Hal. It's been thought of? Yes. You sure? Yes, I'm sure. With the roof and everything? <laughs> yes, with the roof and a rake and an automatic counter for your cat to see how many times it uses really? the litter box. It's all been thought of. What about the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, do you have to clean it every day? Because the, the one that I'm thinking of, you can just take out like a cartridge every month. Yeah. That hasn't been invented, it's has it? It's been done. The Scoop Free Litter, scoopfree.com, 90 day money back guarantee, one year limited product warranty, free shipping. Be sure to check them out. They sponsor Animal Radio, and we're going to give one away right now at one 405 8405 You know, you don't realize how cool that actually is until you change the little box on a regular basis. A million times. I mean, I know people... Only a cat owner can understand that. So if, it's, if you're going to get a cat, definitely look into it because when you change the little box for your first time and that hits you in the face like 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 somebody hitting you with a two by four then you'll understand yeah i have six of them six litter boxes wow how many cats four wow wow the rule of thumb is to have one extra than the amount of cats you have the litters one one for every room yes you had four litters so you figured you'd had to get three cats you actually had the litters before you had the cats yeah so many litters so you figured you get they were just sitting there so i thought okay okay Got to put these to, to use, so let's get three cats. Really? You know what yes, hasn't been invented? Has. I got something hasn't been invented. Your cat is sitting on your lap, and you're petting your cat, and you get tired of petting your cat, and, and you push a button, and out of your sleeve comes an artificial hand that just keeps petting your cat. Oh, you know what? I actually hooked my computer up with a little arm that would come out and pet my cat when I was away, so I could like uh, remotely uh, contact my computer through the internet, and it would pet my cat, which sits next to the computer. Oh my god, that's genius! Yeah, I accidentally neutered him one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had to guess, what is the number one state per capita that would have the most pets? Who do you think it would be? Think about that for a second. California? Take, take a California. few guesses. Yeah. California, you would think, huh? It's not a state that starts with a C. It starts with something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only a few other letters left, and it's not a B, and uh, it's not a D, uh, but it sounds like a V. Like a V. Okay, I gave it away. <laughs> How many states start with a V? Virginia? Oh, gosh, Virginia. whatever. I'll tell you who it is uh, coming up on Animal Radio News. Well, that's That a starts com- with an A. Yeah. <laughs> What a compelling tease, Stacy. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A stolen cockatoo's big mouth helped reunite him with his rightful owner. Two years ago, Diane Bagley let her four dogs out in her backyard. She also set Cory the cockatoo in his cage on the back porch. Someone then stole Cory the cockatoo and Bagley's four dogs from her Shreveport, Louisiana home. Two years later, Bagley was talking about Cory to a visitor who recalled hearing a cockatoo saying his signature catchphrase, which was, I love you, Cory. 
Bagley then called the police and told Detective Kay Ward what she had learned. A sheriff spokesperson said Ward wasn't sure she had the correct address until she approached a home in the mobile home park and heard a bird inside squawking, "I love you, Corey." <laughs> Bagley and her bird had a tearful reunion. The woman who had Corey said she was given the bird a year ago. The investigation continues to try to find Bagley's missing dogs. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets, one 405 And in just a minute, we're going to find out... Uh, the solution for bad breath from Stacy Cohn, and, and not human bad breath. This is uh, <laughs> strictly talking about your animal's bad breath. Mainly dogs, I think. Even though cats can have some pretty bad breath. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, one of ours does. Oof. Well, I'll tell you, she can clear a room. <laughs> <laughs> she can knock the buzzard off a meat wagon. <laughs> the buzzard off. A meat- I like that. I like one. that. Write yeah. that one down. Good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that line before the saliva has even dried. Uh, let's see. We have Derek on the phone. Hey, Derek, welcome to the show. I understand you are a new listener. Uh, I am. It's actually Eric. But yes, I am. Oh, oh, I'm s- today. New listener, and I've already screwed up your name. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. It is Eric. Welcome to the show. And today's your first day. You've never heard animal radio before? No, I'm barely in the car with my XM radio on Saturdays traveling. So just an unusual day. What kind of animals do you have? Uh, I have a uh, seizure alert service dog for my son, Daniel. A seizure alert service dog. What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's a yellow lab. And oh. we also have a tiny uh, teacup-sized shisu. She's six pounds. What does she do? We have a, uh, she's just a pet. <laughs> she, she's a food alert. If, if there's food, food around, she alerts you. Yeah. Uh, my son's service dog, it's a yellow lab. Her name is Dove. We got her from a uh, training facility out of Xenia, Ohio. Am I allowed to say the name? Oh, absolutely. Uh, four paws for ability. It's the number four paws and then F-O-R ability. Oh, ability, and okay. They, and they, their uh, training facility specializes in service animals for children like my son who has autism. And Dove actually can alert, and she's done it dozens and dozens of times. She can alert to my son's seizures about an hour to two hours before they happen. Wow. Wow. I had a seizure once, and I'll tell you the one thing that about it is you have no idea that it's going to happen. You just suddenly wake up and find yourself disoriented and usually the fire department around you. But uh, in this case, your dog, what is your dog's name? Dove. Dove? Dove. She's she's from the uh, chocolate litter. She has a brother's and sister's name, Godiva, uh, <laughs> Truffles, and Wonka. I'm, I'm serious. It's some coolest names you've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> so now how does Dove know that your son is going to have a seizure? Do you know how? Uh, well, there's uh, two common theories uh, throughout the medical community. I, did a, I wrote a paper on this a couple of years ago for school. I'm in college at night as well as work full time. And the two theories are... Um, the first one, which isn't the popular theory currently, is that they can detect subtle changes in the body's posture because, as you're very much aware, that uh, dogs actually communicate through looking at their master's body posture as well as their tone of voice, you know, their look, things like that. 
Um, the more common theory, and with the theory that I hold, is that they detect through scent. Yeah. Uh, wow. And that scent is an electrical discharge in the brain that happens, you know, an hour to two hours before the, the seizure becomes outwardly manifested. And that electrical discharge starts with the neurons all firing in the brain at the same time, and that creates a generic odor. So what does Dove, what does Dove do to alert? I mean, does does Dove come to you and say wow, bow wow, or or what what happens? How do you know that uh, your son's going to have a seizure? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, Dove actually, uh, all the animals that have seizure alert ability, it's a natural ability. They either have it or they or they don't. You, a dog can't be trained to have this ability, but they can be trained to actually have a specific alert behavior. So when we know she actually gives us that behavior, we know that that's actually a seizure that's imminent. And her behavior, which is the most common behavior that service dogs have that have this ability, or dogs that just have it, you know, regular family pets, is she will come into a living room from Daniel's room and actually sit and have a very intense stare. She won't be like huh. wagging her tail. She'll just sit there and just look at you. Wow. And then if you, she did this just three nights ago, and then if you don't, notice her staring at you, which obviously is a very subtle behavior, she'll scoop forward and then stare at you again closer, and then she'll put her paw on your knee, just one paw, and keep looking at you like, hey, hey, I'm trying to tell you I'm doing my job here. <laughs> that, that was, I mean, Daniel's fixing to have a seizure, you know, and it's almost, most of the time it's when an hour almost to the minute. Mm. Very, very uh, What will you do when, you, when she alerts you? What will you do? Um, well, if we're in another room or if one of uh, Daniel's nurses aren't sitting with them, then we'll go into the room and start monitoring him. And then we have medication that if the seizure actually uh, happens, then you know we'll actually administer the medication to stop the seizure from going into status epilepticus, which wow. means that he seizes over and over and over again and becomes a, a medical emergency. How long has Dove been with you? Uh, let's see, a year and a half now. Is Dove ever wrong? Is she ever wrong? Yeah. Uh, she is. Uh, in the very beginning, because Daniel is autistic, and part of what she's trained for uh, through four paws for ability is, is disruptive behavior. In other words, she can actually break a meltdown uh, by lapping Daniel, giving him high fives, uh, kissing him on the cheek. Oh. These are all things that she's trained to help him with. And because he doesn't understand why he has a dog, they have to bond, and anyone that has a seizure alert service dog, there has to be the bonding process where the dog understands, who am I alerting for, uh -huh. who am I trying to take care of? And it took us about, ooh, probably uh, a year to fully get that bond because, you know, he doesn't understand why Dub is there, and, and he's not overly affectionate with Dub. Right. It's a very difficult situation. And secondly, most of Daniel's seizures are at night in the dark, where obviously why, again, we think it's scent-related because he doesn't really cover in that dark and at night. And some of those times she missed the seizures because she's sleeping. So, yeah, she has missed them, but she's much, much better at that now. And there's been times when, oh, you're not alerting 
you're staring at me because you want to go outside of the potty. We appreciate your call, and, and I'm glad to have a new listener. We, you know, we're looking for new listeners. Tell a friend about this. We get new listeners every week. Is it possible to mention a website that oh, you can go to if absolutely. someone have someone with uncontrolled seizures where they can get more information? Absolutely. And we'll leave a link to it from AnimalRadio.com. What is the website? DanielsDog.com. That's our website. DanielsDog.com. It's just an information-only website about seizure alert dogs and some other items about seizures. Thank you, Eric, for your time today, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. We'll see you around next weekend, okay? Thank you. I would enjoy it. Thank you for having me. That's great. That, 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 that really is great. I mean, I think if I had a seizure fell on, on, on the floor, my dogs would, would urinate on me, you know? <laughs> we, got, we got a new spot. We got a new spot to go. Hey, this is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, spay and neuter your animal, and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio. Hey, Brenda, welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Okay. I have, I think they're stray cats that's coming around and they're uh, urinating on my basement windows and I don't know how to stop them. Okay. Do you have kitties that go outside, or? I have uh, two female cats that's been uh, fixed, and they are outdoor cats. They are outdoors? Yes. Okay. So do you know if it's your cats doing this, or other cats? I think it's other cats. I've never seen mine do that. I've always seen mine go out and dig a hole and go to the bathroom. Hmm. Okay. Because I guess it doesn't matter who's doing it. If there's cats outdoors and there's that access point, they're going to get over there and, and do what they do. Um, so your question is how you, you want to stop that, on your particularly on your windowsills. Yeah. So um, the trick is we have to make that environment so it's unfavorable to kitties um, in a kind and humane way. <laughs> so I'm a real fan of using the things that are uh, kind of don't take human intervention. You know, uh, people who yell and scream, hey, get off my lawn, you know, that's not going to help. Um, I'm a fan of using the uh, motion-activated uh, repellents. There's a whole bunch of different kinds out there. Little cans of the compressed air um, where basically it has a little eye where there's motion once that's set off on the um, detect on the detector, it gives off a burst of air, kind of like you're cleaning your computer keyboard. Um, and that's a very useful thing for just a situation, just for a spot that we want to keep a cat or you know, maybe even a dog out of that area. Um, so that would be something I could I would look at. And you can buy those online or pet stores. Um, there's oodles of different ones out there. Um, a couple other thoughts for deterring cats in areas we don't want them to go. One would be to get um, some good old Citrus peels, lemons, oranges. I, I'm a fan of the lemons because they're very potent. And you basically kind of put those in that vicinity. And, and generally, citrus is not appealing to cats. They don't really dig it. They don't like it. That's why you should never use citrus-scented cleaners in the litter pan. Um, but those little uh, citrus peels will go a long way to keep those kitties away. And then, you know, I've had some folks where they even will try... Um, these are more the um, kind of the hunting folks that do this, but they may get things like mountain lion urine that you can buy over at the hunting store and um, kind of treat those areas and see if that will help keep those little cats away uh, when they pick up the odor. Of course, then you still got the problem. you got 
Oh, urine odor. <laughs> so I guess that would be one you'd have to consider cautiously, but, um, but that is something you could try as well. I might try and then, interest. yeah, and then you, you know, you might really kind of watch if the incidence of this is in any way relation to your kitties. Um, so even if they're not doing it, those other cats and that process of your kitties going outside is kind of opening up the opportunity for those other cats to want to talk to them, if you will, and say, Hey, I'm coming under your turf. Here's my name. Here's my number. Give me a call. Um, so you, that, uh, lifestyle of having the outdoor cat might be making you a little bit more prone to having these visitors come around. So might consider that. Okay, so I may try all of them. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. <laughs> Anything at this point, right? You know, right? He is potent stuff. I don't well, blame I you there. Tried, uh, uh, shoot, <laughs> um, I've tried a few things, and it doesn't. It works for the time being, but then after it evaporates, by I'm back mm-hmm. to square one again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let yeah. us know if these but ideas... I tried the ammonia, you know, for, to deter them on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, mothballs. Like I said, yeah. every time it rains, they dissolve, so... Yeah, and I'm not a fan of the mothball thing. M- many of the old-style mothballs contain some bad chemicals that are actually not good for animals, so we wouldn't want those around. So we'll give those a whirl, Carol, and hopefully that'll help you out and keep those kitties piddling elsewhere for you. <laughs> Thanks for your call. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here, one 405 8405 Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome, my friend. Grab your pet. Come on around the radio here. Plenty of room. Dr. Debbie is answering all those vet medical questions you have. I have a bunch for her today. Dog trainer Alan Cable. If you have vexing issues with your dog... The hard-to-train dog, Alan Cable, can fix your dog or fix you, which is usually what has to be done anyway. Dog father Joey Volani is here, as well as animal communicator Joey Turner and Stacy Cohn uh, in the newsroom, the Animal Radio newsroom. Well, if you had to guess, what is the number one state per capita that would have the most pets? California, you would think, huh? I'll tell you who it is coming up on Animal Radio News. Let's uh, head on over to Nathan. Hey, Nathan, how you doing? I'm fine. How's it going? Good. What's going on? I've got two little fur balls living with me. I drive a truck for a living. And I adopted two ferrets uh, from a shelter in Anchorage when I was working there last year. And they've been on the road with me. These guys are unbelievable. They're, they're amazing. They're really cool. Uh, I try to take care of them the best I can. And I'm doing well in that in all areas except dental hygiene. Okay. They will not allow me to brush their teeth. Even with treats, with whatever, I cannot do it. It's, it's impossible. So is there a better way? How else can I take care of their teeth? All right. I got to ask first, Nathan, wh- how are you brushing their teeth? What are you doing? Well, I have, I have their, each has their own toothbrush that I got at, you know, a pet store. <laughs> and I, I put the little, the parrot toothpaste on it, and I actually m- even tried mixing a little bit of their treat, a little uh, ferritone on the toothbrush as well, just so that the taste it would you know come to apply mm-hmm. that flavor and enjoy it and see it as a good thing, a positive thing. Um, and I just try that. I've 
actually try just scruffing them and okay, doing yeah. that, and they actually bite down as I'm scruffing them on the toothbrush to prevent me from brushing their teeth. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and it's tough because ferrets, I, I kind of giggled because, um, you know, to, to brush teeth to a ferret, it's just kind of like I have this visual of coming out with, like, bites and scratches <laughs> and toothpaste on your face and all that. They're, they're definitely fun little guys, but, you know, it can definitely be challenging to get some dental care for them. So I commend you for wanting to do that. Um, and for me, I'd say that it is a rare pet owner that can brush their ferret's teeth in the typical way that we do for dogs and cats. Um, the things that I would maybe modify and try a little differently, I mean, the toothbrush is a great idea if you can get to that point. But I might try using actually some of the dental wipes first as an introductory way to work up to brushing that might be a little less intimidating for them there are different companies that make those there's one called dentacetic that's a dog cat line um, but i'm sure there's other ones that are you know specific for um, ferrets um, but those are basically more like a kind of a firm pad that you would wipe on the gum line and they're and they're treated with a type of a compound to help disinfect and you know to keep those teeth clean so that would be a starter point where i would work um, there are certainly some Material. I'm sorry? Is it like a cloth-like material? Using yeah, yeah. Wipe? They look to me like the old strident uh, zip pads I used to use when I was a teenager yeah, and, uh, and, and dealing with those blemishes. But that's what they look like to me, where they're actually um, kind of a soft, cottony pad with a little bit. Now, we're not looking. It doesn't have to be something really super abrasive. We're just looking for something for a little bit of friction against the tooth right. that's going to be able to give us some, um, some work and some movement against that tartar. Now, for some uh, ferrets, you know, we might not get to actual toothbrushing, so there are some different types of gels um, that you'll probably have to talk to a, a, a dog cat veterinarian to get. But those can be used, especially if we've got bad gingivitis, really red gums. And that might be an avenue you can go with and actually just kind of squirt that against the gums. Um, and then I do have some clients that use the dental chews uh, for ferrets, um, just with, you know, cautions, any kind of chew for a dog or a ferret. Um, we'd, be, we'd always supervise the use of those kind of chews to make sure they don't choke on it, they don't get big pieces stuck or anything like that. Um, but that might be uh, your last kind of chance uh, uh, dental care is to try some of those products as well. And how important is that on ferrets? Uh, from the books I've read, I ascertain that it's, you know, kind of pertinent to their health. Yeah, it really is. And in dental care in ferrets, it is so overlooked. And, you know, I have to say that in the veterinary world, it, it does get overlooked. I and mean, we don't stress that as much in dogs and cats that we, or in ferrets as we do in dogs and cats. Um, but I do often have to pull teeth in ferrets that get infected and abscessed. Um, I do see eye problems where they'll develop swollen eyes from rotten teeth. Um, so, you know, you're definitely right that you want to be on top of it and also getting to know what is normal and abnormal for your ferrets. So if you're noticing any kind of gum bleeding while you're brushing teeth, that is not normal and you need to see your veterinarian for that. That would be a big clue that uh, something might not be right there. Um, but you're not going to stop plaque entirely, but um, the efforts in trying to minimize that will go a long way to decrease inflammation in their body, keep those teeth healthy, and uh, kind of preventative disease all the way around. Exactly. That's, that's- all I can hope for at this point right now. I think that's all they will allow me to uh, 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your call, Nathan. I am a, just a fan of Ferris. I love seeing him at my office. And I was actually thinking whether or not the on-the-road truckers have Ferris in their cabs. So now I know. <laughs> they do. do. I, I, you know, I have not seen another, but I have been stopped several times at various truck stops. I'll take them out for walks. And they're like, oh, I've seen other truckers with these, but I don't know exactly what they are. And they'll come up and, you know, say hi and, oh. and play with my kids for a bit. Do you ever bring them into California, Nathan? Uh, you know what? When I do, I'm very quiet about it. Yeah, they <laughs> I are. Don't let anybody know. They are illegal in California, which is too bad. What a no, shame! I don't understand why. I've actually spoken. You know, they sell the parent paraphernalia, the pet foods and the toys and everything at the pet shops in California. And I actually spoke with a few managers at pet stores there, inquiring as to why they're still illegal. Hawaii, I can understand, but California. Yeah, they let anybody into California. I don't understand why they don't let those. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, this is not your major problem right now. Give us a break. I mean, this, these guys would actually help if anything, you know, your situation. But uh, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I just I keep them. I don't take them for a walk unless I'm somewhere, you know, where I have some solitude. And, and uh, you know, I don't, they don't attract any attention. So I'm very careful in California for that particular reason. Well, go give your ferrets a hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. We appreciate your call, Nathan. one 405 8405 I'm inspired, though. If you can get a ferret to brush his teeth, I probably can get my mother-in-law to do hers finally. <laughs> Vinny Penn, your resident... Party Animal coming at you with the Party Animal segment on Animal Radio. I just want to give a tip out there to those of you who are going through the unfortunate task of trying to recover a lost animal, a dog or a cat. I saw a flyer in my na- neighborhood recently. I always check out the flyers, as everyone should, because you, you know you're, we're always seeing animals in our neighborhood. And uh, a flyer is, is a great way to go, an organic, homegrown way to relocate the animal. But some people who are missing a pet really have the wrong idea when it comes as to what to put to the flyer. This flyer said something like, please return... Poochie to our house. We miss him so much. And Poochie loves watching Survivor with us every Thursday night. Well, am I supposed to go home and dress up like Jeff Probst now and walk up and down the street and hope that Poochie sees me? How is our knowing what Poochie's favorite television show is going to help us find your dog? Be a little smarter when it comes to the Flyers, people. Vinny Penn. Party Animal, Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Mom, I had the best dream. <laughs> well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword, and our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. 
The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at houselogic.com. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability, restrictions, and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage to you for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. It's Animal Radio toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. And we have uh, Kevin on the phone. Hey, Kevin. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What's going on in your world? Um, I have a, a rescue lean burger. Um, um, in case you don't know what they are, they're, uh, um, they're an old, 170-year-old breed. Wow. That was the, dog, the first dog that they know that was designed for for looks, he's supposed to look like a lion, and um, he could do all the stuff the original three breeds in him could do. Wow! But they're big, one hundred and fifty pound dog, and when he wants to uh, make noise in the car, um, and he used to ride really good in the van, and now it seems like he doesn't like being in the van unless we're playing Rubber Soul or whatever from the Beatles, <laughs> and he he howls. He'll start singing or howling and, and, and whining and, and crying and, and trying to get up front. And we were wondering how we could calm that down. Well, um, when did the dog start not liking being in the van? What, what, what would you say? Can you remember that day? Um, we, we brought him home. with We rescued him. And we brought him home with the two female Leonbergers from Cheyenne, Wyoming. And then sometime... After that, a couple weeks after that, he started wanting to move up to us. Well, so so the dog is in the van, and every time you go somewhere, the dog just wants to come up front with you. Yeah, basically. And, and then, okay, and I, I have some questions. I have, what, I have some questions. So the dog wants to come up with you, and then what do you do? Well, we used to holler at him to go back, but then we realized that's not working. And so we we started playing Rubber Soul from the Beatles. And and so he stays in the back when the song is on, but he howls. Um, no, he, he'll calm down for a little while. He'll calm down a little while then because we he's, turn it. He's up distracted, so you're distracting. 
you're distracting them with the music is what you're doing. So what basically what you have to do is I don't know when it happened, but the dog is has got some sort of bad association with being in the back of the van, wants to be close to you, wants to be close to the pack. So you have to let the dog know that it's okay to be back there and make it a pleasurable experience. And, and the way to do that is over time. Everything takes time in the dog world. Nothing happens overnight. And the best motivation for a dog, of course, is pleasure. And pleasure means treats and affection. So what I would start doing is I would start taking the dog in the van when it's not going anywhere. You're just sitting in the driveway, and you're going to take the dog in the van, and you're going to give the dog affection in the van, and also feed the dog treats in the van. And then after about a week or two of doing that, maybe once a day for about 15, 20 minutes, just hanging out in the back of the van, you're going to move to the front of the van and let the dog stay in the back. And every time the dog comes near you, you have to ignore the dog, and then you have to just sit there. Just sit there. And when the dog decides to, on his own, walk far away from you, gets bored being next to you or trying to get close to you, that's when you say, good dog, downstay, if you've taught the dog to go downstay, and feed the dog a treat. Your next move is to start the van and let the dog run in the driveway while you sit in the front seat, and you give the dog a treat for staying in the correct position in the back of the van where the dog belongs. And the dog will learn that that's a nice spot, that that's a pleasurable spot, that good things happen there, and then you can try taking a short ride, and you're going to go for a ride to a place where the dog's going to have fun. That's another key. So if there's a dog park or a place your dog loves to go or maybe uh, uh, the dog loves to go on walks, the first trip you're going to make after you do all this is to a place where that dog is going to have a great time being with you or with other dogs. So the dog will associate the van and being in the back with nothing but pleasure. And that's how you change behaviors where dogs are anxious or where dogs, uh, you know, they, they, they just are not happy where they are or they're miserable or they're, or they're scared. You have to create a, a positive connection in the dog's brain, a happy connection, a good connection, a good association. These dogs are all about associations, and nothing again happens overnight. You've got to make it a long, steady procedure and give the dog no attention at all, no talking, no looking, no touching when the dog is trying to get close to you in the van. Just ignore. Alan, I wanted to chime in for a second because as sure. a, a veterinarian, I have seen dogs that become uh, very phobic about car travel. And a lot of yes, times when we're talking absolutely. about a van, it can be that they're unsecured. Um, so having a dog flopping around in the back of a, a van or an SUV where they're losing their footing, they're slipping, they're injuring themselves, it can be very frightening. So, so are you um, suggesting a crate or something like that? Either a crate or a dog um, seat belt or mm. somewhere where that dog feels secure. Even a yeah, dog. Yeah, crates bed. are good. Crates are a great idea. And that's a great uh, point. And, you know, in my experience with dogs in cars, most dogs are smart enough to figure out, you know, that if they don't lay down, they're going to get, they're going to get tossed around. And you're right. Especially in the beginning when they're small, that can create a really scary negative association. So a crate is a great idea. That is a great idea, especially in the beginning. Until your dog starts to associate the van with, hey, I'm going someplace fun and, hey, this is a great thing because good things happen here. A crate is a great idea. He's very much into uh, being up in there because, see, we live in a motor coach, and so we, we do travel mm. around a little bit, and, and uh, we're in different areas. But uh, um, what I do is I use the back end to have their kennel. I have two, two dogs, and they're very quick to get in there, and I can leave the back door open, and they don't leave that kennel. Yeah, you should I mean, do that because... 
I didn't know you were in a motor home, and, and it sounds like your dog has a little bit, uh, you know, without being there, I don't know, but it, your dog probably has a little bit of separation anxiety, being as though he's not comfortable being away from you. So if he's comfortable in the crate, that's your solution. That's a great solution. And, and what you do is every 10, 15 minutes you visit the dog, uh, you know, while he's in the crate, while you're, you know, riding around in that thing, and you give the dog a treat and a little bit of affection. Unless he's making noise, then you ignore him. But a motor home's a different thing than a van. I was picturing a van with seats in my head oh i have a van and i i i use it as a kennel when we need to have more space to be able to get things done like clean the house or whatever i open up the van tell him to jump in he jumps in i have really good voice control over him that and i've been listening to you guys for the last uh year or so i drive truck and uh i i picked up on a lot of things that you i could walk down the street now without ever leashing him because he'll stay with me, okay, because of you guys learning, you know, what I need to do and how I need to control him and that. So I thought um, I'd call you up because that's the only area that he messes up now is when we're driving down the road, and I have to play rubber soul. That's the way we ignore him. <laughs> but he likes being in the van otherwise. He'll jump up in the van if we open it up at any time, he, um, and there's room to get up in there. He'll jump right up in there and sit there. How did you discover he likes the Beatles? I mean, that that's... <laughs> well, we like it. And every time when my wife would get tired of hearing him howl, she would slam in that rubber sole and <laughs> play it, and he just calms right down. And we're going, what is this? You know? <laughs> and I think he likes the stuff my wife likes. Wow. And that, so... It's funny. I think there's some some good ideas there from Alan and Dr. Debbie. We wish you the best of luck with that, and thanks for calling in. Okay, well, we're going to try the crate deal next and see if we can maybe calm them down some more on the crate. I think that's a good idea. Have a good day, Kevin. Please drive carefully and be safe. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to our dream team here at Animal Radio. If you're brand new, Alan Cable's our dog trainer. Just call him Kibble. Dog father, Joey Villani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. Veterinarian, Dr. Debbie. And Stacy Cohn, our news director. Well, have you ever wondered how smart your dog is? Like, compared to other dogs. I, I mean, you know, you love your dog, and you always think they're the best of any other dog out there. There's a test that you can now take. It's 60 bucks. It's an in-home test, and I'll tell you about it. If you're interested to see how smart or how dumb your dog is, I'll give you all the information coming up. I'm going to tell you, if they're making money off of that, yes. I'm going to go and just punch myself in the face, okay? <laughs> because, I mean, that's one of those things, I mean, I mean, you could tell how smart or dumb your dog is, I guess, by just paying attention to them. But um, if um, yes. you need a kid to tell you and, and they're making money off it, well, God bless. Joe, you can't afford to punch yourself in the face again. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. A cat in Rhode Island seems to be able to predict when people are about to die. Two-year-old Oscar was adopted as a kitten and grew up on the dementia floor of the Steerhouse Nursing and Rehabilitation Center. Soon health workers began noticing that Oscar would enter a patient's room and curl up next to them during their final two hours, somehow sensing when a patient was about to die. Oscar's predictions are so accurate that nurses are able to alert family members so they can come say their final goodbyes. No one is exactly sure how Oscar does it, but many family members appreciate the companionship Oscar provides for their dying loved ones. 
Oscar recently received the wall plaque commending his compassionate hospice care. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food, made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors, Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-A. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Public restrooms in China are no longer going to be limited to just pedestrians. As part of new civility laws to keep their city streets clean, China plans to build bathrooms just for pets. According to a Chinese-language news site, they were launched as a trial. The open-air pet restrooms are filled with sand. They measure about 10 square feet in size, and they're placed near parks and along sidewalks. According to a translation by the Huffington Post, about 80 public pet toilets have been installed so far, and they're looking to add about a 1,000 more. Now, under this new legislation, residents who fail to pick up their pet's excrement... Well, they're going to be slapped with a fine worth about 80 bucks. Surprisingly, China is not the first country to install public pet restrooms. Bogota, Colombia, in 2010, they installed round sand pits enclosed in cement so pets could do their business without the messy cleanup. So if you see a pet walking around with a long piece of toilet paper in China, they've just been to the bathroom. It seems odd that the American Veterinary Medical Association would rank California 43rd in the nation for the percentage of households that have pets. It seems like that state just loves their pets. I mean, I live in California, and everywhere you go, you can have your dog with you. Especially true in Sonoma County. Animals can chill at their own resorts, receive acupuncture for stress, shop local boutiques for clothes. They've got food accents for their abodes. You can buy organic, holistic foods. Uh, You could scrub them squeaky clean at a self-serve dog wash. After all, folks, it is California. 
All that may simply mean is Californians shower their pet with love and affection because when it comes to the rate of pet ownership, the state apparently is in the doghouse. Just shy of 53% of California households had a pet on December 31st, 2011, when the American Veterinary Medical Association did their survey. Only seven other states had lower rates of pet ownership. Vermont was tops with 70.8% of households owning a pet. China in the news again. A family in China is turning heads with their choice of a babysitter. According to the Orange News, 13-year-old Ozzy Liu is often watched after by the family's pet python. He measures 15 feet long, weighs 220 pounds. His father explains that they've had the snake ever since the little boy was born, and the two have become inseparable over the years. He says they eventually learned that the snake wouldn't harm their son, so they decided leaving them alone together. Brilliant, right? He noted that there aren't many kidnappers who would want to tangle with a giant python. And he insists the snake is very careful around him. He says she never squeezes him too hard and adds that she's even inspired him to train as a zoologist. People are crazy. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself, so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. Well, good morning to you, too. Okay, so I was a knight. I had a sword. And our house was a castle. There was this angry dragon. It was kind of scary. Oh, yeah? But I protected the castle. Oh, that's my brave little man. I'm glad our castle is safe. Your home is your castle, and sometimes you need help defending it. The National Association of Realtors supports maintaining homeowner tax incentives because they make home ownership more affordable for more families. Learn more at HouseLogic.com. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. Wow, we have so much we have to do around the house. Awesome. A reason to go to the Tool Mega Sale at Sears this week. Fix the car. Up to 50% off all Craftsman Mechanics tool sets. Check. And the garage is a mess. Up to 50% off Craftsman Tool Storage. Booyah! And the faucet is... Honey, are you okay? I'm just so excited. Tackle your to-do list at the Tool Mega Sale this week only at Sears. Hundreds of Craftsman tools on sale in one place. Craftsman. Trust in your hands. Exclusion supply. See store for details. A whole different animal. Definitely not your father's pet talk. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable. Dog father Joey Volani and animal communicator Joey Turner. Join the conversation at one 405 
405. Uh, oh, this is cool. On the phone right now, we have Mikkel Becker. And what is really amazing about this, this is Dr. Marty <laughs> Becker's daughter. And I was so unaware that, well, that they that he had children that were following in his footsteps. And we welcome her. She Be gentle. This is her first time on the show here. <laughs> How are you doing, Mikkel? Thank you so much for having me. So you're following in Dad's footsteps. Obviously, uh, it's been uh, good for him. So it's probably going to be good for you, too, right? Oh, absolutely. We love animals. Animals are, you know, part of our family. And it was a really different experience growing up with my father as a veterinarian. And I always had a love for animals, whether it was showing horses or taking my own dog through local obedience classes. And what a blessing to work with my dad. That is just the greatest thing to be able to have fun. And and both of us just love our work so much. It doesn't feel like a job. It just feels like fun, which is pretty neat. You know, that's cool that you can work with your dad. I always missed out on uh, take your... (laughs) kids to work with my dad because he's uh well he was a gynecologist so i, I could never go oh, with no, no, de- definitely a different no, no it's so neat and my i have a three-year-old daughter so it's it's neat to see, even see her love of animals starting to show already and how she is already wanting to work with them so hopefully it will be something that just keeps on continuing down our family line i hope so judy got you on the phone today because she's concerned about me because I oh, have a, no. I have a cat that keeps me. I have four cats that yeah, keep me up at several night. Several that do, and I love them. I love the fact that when they are asleep and they're they are quiet, they'll sleep next to you and they're warm like a warm pillow, or they'll be purring. So I really like sleeping with my animals. Mm-hmm. But uh, many people like uh, well, Alan, for instance. Every time I say sleeping with my animals, he he just gives me this this. You like look. making trouble. He likes making yeah. trouble. I don't care what you do with your animals, my friend. Do whatever. You you know, it's not just the sleeping with the animals. It's getting up at the 2 o'clock, the 4 o'clock, the 6 o'clock feeding. They they do, and it's it's so true. I I, uh, used to actually, I used to sleep with my pugs all the time, and I I loved it. I finally had to quit on my end because my pug snored so loud (laughs) that every night I had to have a pillow over my head, and I finally got got tired of it. But it's so neat to be able to have our animals, and it's true. You know, they have so many health benefits for us, and, you know, what what a bonding thing to be able to, you know, be able to share everything with your pet, but we definitely don't get the amount of sleep with our pets as we do without. And one of the main reasons, as you were saying with cats, is they wake us up all all the time. Uh-huh. And they sleep up to 22 hours a day. So that's that's a lot of sleeping, Whoa. but they don't have as long of a sleep-wake cycle. So what you'll see is the cat will sleep for a little bit, and then they wake up. And that really goes back to their predatory instinct to want to hunt. And so they'll sleep for a little bit, wake up, do a little bit of hunting, and then go back to sleep. And mm. not that that's a problem, but it does become a problem when we're sleeping with them. And they wake up right at dawn, and so dusk and dawn are their busiest times. And yep. for us, that's kind of when we're winding down or we're still sleeping, just kind of groggy when we're waking up and that's when the cat is just bright-eyed and ready to go mm. so there is there is a difference in that and and it does make it a lot harder with getting the valued sleep that we actually need well, you know what but, i thought i thought oh. the solution at first was when i saw my cat sleeping during the day to wake their butts up you know <laughs> don't be sleeping you gotta sleep at night but that doesn't work the easiest way to keep your cat from waking you up in, in like the early morning hours or during the middle of the night is to have the cat outside of the bedroom. So, and that's you know, if, if you can make that leap, uh, that's a big leap, and I understand why you wouldn't necessarily want to because it is nice to have our cat snuggle with us, nice and warm, and yeah, almost scr- like a heated water bottle that you're sleeping with. And but they scratch uh, and cry at the door and make earplugs. Earplugs worked for me it, and my cats. So, <laughs> and the reason why they do that, so they do the scratching and the meowing, and so we may ignore it for a couple hours and. Finally, we just 
get so dang sick of it that we go and we open up the door. Well, what we've done is we've actually rewarded that cat for being persistent. And so uh-huh. what they're going to do is be more persistent in the uh-huh. future. And so if you're trying that tactic, it is absolutely essential to completely ignore it. And what you'll see is you'll see it get worse with what's called an extinction burst where the meowing and the scratching and all the noises are going to get way worse before it gets better. But mm-hmm. if you just are very consistent and everyone stays consistent within the entire family of not letting the cat in, then that's definitely the easiest strategy. But there's some other things you can actually do if you want to have your cat still sleeping with you, but to not be quite so active so early. Well, tell us, what are those? Okay, so the first thing you want to do is, so you're mentioning how you see your cat sleeping during the day, and those, those like right during the middle of the day, kind of when we're the most active, that is kind of when our cat's wanting to lounge and uh-huh. bask in the sun. And <laughs> so what we want to do is give our cats plenty of activities throughout the day. And the great thing is there are so many activity toys for cats now. So whether it's the the um, self-repelling toy that looks like prey that shakes or uh, anything, if it's one of my favorite things to do on keeping a cat busy is to hide about 10% of their meal around the house throughout the day. Day. So you can have this in food puzzles. You can leave little bits of, of treats or parts of their kibble up on their normal cat perches. So that way you, you take your cat's normal instinct to want to hunt and find their prey. But canned food can get a little stinky all over the house. Yeah, have you ever heard of the Kitty Kong before? There's a Kong for cats? There is a Kong for cats. Wow. One of my favorite things. And so what you can do is you can do the canned cat food in there. Or some of the easier things is just a little bit of tuna, anything like that. And you can do it on their cat perch so it doesn't get messy all over your house, but that keeps them busy for hours. So anything like that that you can do with your cat to keep them busy during those times that they'd normally be sleeping is going to help them sleep better throughout the night. And the other thing that you want to do, so a lot of us, you know, we're returning home from work in in the evening hours, and that's when the cat's really wanting to play. But for us, you know, we want to sit and watch TV and relax. Yeah, and so what we want to do is try and even even 10 to 15 minutes of play with the cat is going to make a huge difference on helping them relax and get out that that normal hunting predatory instinct, and that's going to help them settle better, be able to sleep more. So that's something that's really good to do. The more play you can do with your cat, the better. And it also is bond building, so that's that's another great benefit of it. What about uh, feeding them before they go to bed so they don't want to hunt? Definitely. So what you want to do is you want to feed them a light snack right before bed. So that's perfect. So they aren't waking up, and a lot of times what they're doing is waking us up in the early morning because they're starting to get those hunger pains. And so if you can feed them a light meal right before bed, that really helps. The other thing to look at, and I, I do this even with my own three-year-old daughter because she was rising at, right at dawn as soon as the sun came up. And so even getting the blackout blinds out, you make sure that you're getting the extra sleep that you need. And also it helps trick the cat to thinking it's still nighttime. So that's another thing that, that's really helpful. And then if it is your cat's waking you up because they're hungry, one of the other things you can do is actually have either have a food puzzle that's already pre-stuffed right by your bed that you can just put down, or if that, that's too noisy with your cat, you can have a self-programmed automatic feeder that just goes off at the normal time that your cat wakes up. The good thing with the automatic feeder is that you can set it back 15 minutes every day, so you steadily trick your cat into waking up a little bit later and a little bit later until you can have them wake up at the normal time that you actually wake up yourself. Oh, that's a great idea. But I guess the thing that I take away from this is I need to ignore my cat. She'll come over and she'll scratch at the bureau right next to my head every morning, and I'll eventually give in. And it's when I give in that I'm training her to keep doing this, right? Absolutely. Or even if it's, a lot of times what you'll see is 
people get mad and they kind of roll over. They kind of, you know, kick their feet. And for the cat, that becomes this really fun game. And so all of a sudden, the person's interacting with them and doesn't necessarily even have to be a good interaction for the cat. So any type of attention, the more that you can ignore them and, if needed, redirect them to a food puzzle or the automatic feed or something like that, the better off you're going to be. Okay. Well, these are some great tips. I really appreciate it, Mikkel. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Give your dad a big old hug from all of us here at Animal I was Radio. born yes. into the wrong family. Yes, you were. <laughs> Mikkel Becker on Animal Radio. And we'll head back to the phones next at one 405 8405 Hey, everybody. This is Billy Dean, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Hey, Joe. How are you, buddy? What's going on? I want what he's well, got, whatever he's drinking. Uh, I haven't drank anything. I haven't drank it yet, you know. I didn't do anything yet. My wife's in Waco, Texas, helping a friend. Oh, I'd be happy to. <laughs> I love my wife, Joey. I love my wife, too. But you know what? That little vacation is always great. You guys. Come on. I love, I... You're going to say the same thing when you leave today to go see your kids. I know. I'm going to be gone overnight. Going to see the kids. That's cool. Oh, yeah. We're going to go do Christmas. Oh, I'm, I'm a cool. procrastinator, as you can tell. <laughs> Let's answer some phone calls. I believe we have Sherry on line three. Hey, Sherry, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Very good. What's going on? Good. Well, first of all, I'm a Jersey girl, born and bred. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Whereabouts? uh, Red Bank. Okay. I know it well. Beautiful, beautiful little town. Yep, yep. I was a little one. I don't remember much of it, but I I sure like going back there. Well, let's see. I've got a little Yorkshire Terrier. Um, she weighs about five pounds, and um, she's about a year and a half old. She always has really runny eyes, and um, I try to bathe her regularly, but I'm not sure if all of the shampoo for dogs is good for her. Or, well, not good for her eyes, but it is maybe not irritant to her, to her eyes. Is there a specific kind I should buy for that breed? You know, I don't know what what you're using, but um, I'll tell you what what what's out there for the face, and it works. It works wonderful. You're gonna laugh because I laughed when it first came out, and I said no way. But it's facial scrub, okay? And there's a couple of companies that put it out. Um, there's one by a company called Tropiclean that um that that I particularly like, and it's real real gentle around the eyes, but it cleans real well. So also it helps um you know start removing the tear stain. Uh, um, if, if the dog has any tear stain built up, but it's really gentle around the eyes and it gets the face nice and clean. I kind of like that a lot better than I like to use um, shampoo on the face um, because it works better. But for whatever reason, if you can't find that, if you're having a problem with tearing, what you want to do is take a, um, a drop of, of mineral oil and put it in, in, in your dog's, in one drop in each eye. It's not going to hurt your dog. When you look at your dog's eye, it's almost going to look like it's um, transparent. That's just that's just a reflection of the oil, so don't worry. And what that's going to do is, is repel anything that, that, that tries to go into the eyes. It's going to push it away a little bit. The only problem is if you put too much, you're going to grease the face up a little bit. And the other thing is, and this is real important, is don't contaminate it. And what I mean by that is if you... If you're putting it in a, in, a, in a small bottle with a dropper, and that dropper touches your dog's eye, make sure that you clean it real well and let it dry before you reuse it. You don't want to take that dropper that just touched the pet's eye or another pet and then put it back in that oil because it will contaminate it. Okay, so it's something that you only want the dropper itself to touch, and that's it nice and clean. But that should solve your problem. 
can I use that on her whole body or should I just use that on her face and use something else on her body? You can use it on a whole body, but you'll only be wasting it. It's it's really designed just for the face. Okay. I would use I would use that on the face and then just use your favorite um use your favorite shampoo on the body. And I'm okay. I'm sure you'll notice a major difference. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Thanks, Sherry. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio. And remember to spade and neuter your pets. And let's take another one for Dr. Debbie. We have Mark on the phone. Hey, Mark, what's up? Yeah, I have an 11-year-old rat terrier, and he's never had his teeth cleaned, and I'm getting a lot of frightening numbers when I just called around to vet. Is there any way of doing this in a cheaper way? Okay. $800 and stuff like that. Okay. Oh, gosh. You know, Mark, it's it's really hard to give an accurate number for a dental cleaning over the phone, first of all, um, especially if your baby's never had teeth cleaning. Um, in the 11 years, there's a lot of stuff that can settle in and a lot of problems that can settle along those gums. Um, so the hard thing is to try to find a price-conscious price, price uh, for a dental cleaning and one that's going to still do, do your doggy uh, justice. So for me, I'd make sure if you're getting those quotes over the phone, the first thing would be to make sure you do get someone to actually look in your dog's mouth and to see because some dog mouths are really quite horrendous and have a lot of work that needs to be done others may not be so bad so before you make that judgment on, on where you're going to go with things um, get that uh, you know eyeball on your dog's eye, uh, mouth if you will um, but as far as uh, cost of the dental cleaning it's going to depend a lot on what we've got going on so a basic dental cleaning may just in be scaling, polishing, taking tartar off the teeth. But if we've got loose teeth, we need antibiotics, or if there's going to be the need for surgical extractions, then that price definitely goes up. So um, while I don't have a Yes, an easy answer for that. Um, you might just check around, do a little bit of shopping. Um, but some other alternatives for folks, if you're looking for dental care and maybe you need that and you know you need an $800 dental cleaning that entails extractions and antibiotics and pain medicine and you know that's something your dog needs, you can look for some other resources if you're looking to get some help for that. One tip might be to check. If you're in a state that has a veterinary school, um, they train veterinarians to clean dogs' teeth. Um, and many uh, schools also, many states also have veterinary technology programs. So basically the vet nurses that do this procedure in the vet offices. So if you check to see if those type of uh, schools are in your area, you might be able to come in um, at a discounted rate. Um, kind of like my mom. When we were kids, we always went to the hairdresser and it was the hairdresser school. Um, so we never really had a professional uh, haircut when we were kids. But you know, <laughs> Hey, it was great. It helped, you know, future hairstylists get a good education, and my mom saved some money on that. So there's no harm in that. So um, if you need some resources there, you can check out uh, veterinaryschools.com as well as just searching for veterinary accredited schools. Outside of that, if you're looking for other assistance financially for veterinary care, um, the Humane Society does have a listing of some different resources state by state that you might be able to find to help you with the cost of veterinary. Um, 
veterinary care. Um, but I guess the bottom line here, Mark, is that when we have those teeth that haven't been touched by a veterinarian in 11 years, it's, it's going to take some work. Um, so um, I would be cautious. Um, anybody can clean teeth, but if we leave diseased teeth in, then we're not doing your doggy any good. So unfortunately, cost may guide you towards the best veterinary care that your doggy needs. Okay. I have another question. He just went through about with constipated pretty bad. I mean, I got to the point I was giving him enemas and stuff. I don't know what caused it, but I, he eats pretty good food. Also, he still has he's a little bit of trouble constipation. I have a question about bones. He loves bones, and I know uh, the cow bones, he can't chew them up and eat them so much. He leaves it behind. But I know with the pork bones, he can chew them and eat them and swallow the whole bone. Is that bad for him? Yeah, I am not a fan of bones, I'll tell you that. Any bones, whether they're cow bones or pork bones, any bone that a dog chews on can be exercised for the teeth. Now, if your doggy has rotten teeth and he needs them cleaned, I'm going to tell you, take those bones away, because that's going to be painful for him while he, until he gets his teeth taken care of. But any bones that dogs chew, they can break off shards, get those stuck. Um, I've seen bone shards go down the esophagus, get puncture through into the respiratory tract it can really be some bad stuff so it's not the best way to deal with um, maintaining dental care Um, and then I also want to ask you regarding the constipation thing there Mark um, is your dog neutered? Yes. He is okay great because that would be something that can be a cause if a dog's not neutered a male dog's not neutered they can have prostate problems so so yeah, that, you might you might make sure you get your your little guy into the vet and just um, you know have them look at from the head to toe and see what's going on there. Dietary wise, a lot of times we can uh, find some solutions for constipation, and you know sometimes something as simple as giving canned pumpkin can help kind of loosen up the stools or even bulk them up a little bit. So. Yeah, I did that once. He, he ate it once, and he wouldn't touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan of pumpkin pies. <laughs> well, I hope that's helpful for you there, Mark. And, and give your your fella, your old fella there, 11-year-old rat here, give him a pat on the head from us and uh, all our best doggy wishes for him. All right, thank you. I'll look into that vet school. Thanks for calling, Mark. I appreciate it. one 405 8405 Yeah, the dental... Dental cleaning something you got to do because you can get a lot of fatal diseases if you don't do that. Is it generally more expensive for a cat or a dog to get their teeth cleaned? You know, I think it tends to be more expensive for cats because most people don't see the need for a regular preventative care for cats, so it gets a lot more advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with anything, prevention, prevention, sometimes that 150 to $250 bill seems like a lot for a regular cleaning. But, you know, if it helps put off these bigger problems down the road, mm. um, it, it really can be a savings. But he was talking about $800. Yeah. Well, that seems in, in, steep. It, yeah. But that isn't just a cleaning. That's probably a pet who has periodontal disease. So we've already got erosion of the gums. There's advanced uh, dental disease. It probably smells pretty putrid. And you know what? I bet it also includes blood work and things of that nature for an old elderly dog. In generally, yeah. Like in my office, uh, you know, a dog of that age would have blood work. We'd have an IV in place. And, you know, they, they get antibiotics because we know there's infection. We don't want to disturb those bacteria, send those into the bloodstream, and have those cause problems. So we want to make sure we protect the babies. And for God's sake, get rid of those bones. And even yeah. even rawhide, too. I guess uh, compressed rawhide is what you re- recommend, right. isn't it? Yeah, I'm a fan of that just because it lasts longer, gives them a good chewing ability. Um, but, you know, any pet that has injured teeth, if 
they're, they have advanced dental disease or we have problem teeth. That's not how we want to intervene. So I, that's when I take those chew toys away and make sure we get the teeth taken care of before you reintroduce, mm-hmm. reintroduce that. Hey, that's all we have time for today. It just blew by. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can visit us all week long at AnimalRadio.com or visit us on Facebook. Enjoy the stimulating conversation over there at Animal Radio. Get your tweets at Animal Radio or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can ask your questions right from the app. Be sure to check out Joey Villani's new line of odor and spot removers. He's got to get a catchy name for that. we got to work, work on that with him. And, of course, check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Mini Schnauzers, and Pugs, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends. Links to all of those over at AnimalRadio.com. Have a great week. Bye-bye. See ya. Sayonara. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.